10.30 service. Pastor asked me to do the 10.30 service because he knew I'd go really long and I don't have to stop at any time like you do in the 9 o'clock service. So if you uh, chose the 10.30 service, <laughs> just, just joking. No, I'll, I, I won't be long this morning. We're going to start Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, a fairly short passage. And uh, I want to speak to you about something. Hopefully it'll help you this morning. <clears throat> I'll read the verses again, Romans 5, 1 to 5. It says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. I'm going to pray, ask God to help me, and then we'll get into some thoughts this morning. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, I do thank you, Lord, for our church. Thank you for those who have uh, ventured out for the 10.30 service. Pray that your word would speak to hearts and you would uh, use it to encourage um, and, to, uh, and to help, um, Lord, the brethren. Help me um, as I deliver your word. Give me the right thoughts, the right words to say. And I just pray for that you give my voice a bit of strength <clears throat> after singing. I pray you just help me in this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So any problem when we have two services and you sing in both, you get very uh, dry and, and, and a little bit hoarse at the end of it. Have you ever considered the thought that there are some things that we don't like but are actually good for us? I'll give you some examples. What about rules? Okay, no one really likes rules. But they are very good for us. I mean, rules are there to be broken, right? No, just joking. Rules are there to, I guess, to give us boundaries, to show us uh, things that we, sh that we shouldn't do, to keep us safe, to help us have some sort of uh, uh, just reality of things. But rules are things that uh, you ask any child, any teenager, rules they don't like. They like to try and venture out. But rules are good for us. What about exercise? Now, I know this can be a bit controversial because... Some people really enjoy exercise. It's, it's like they, they thrive on it, they love it. Then others, like myself, I know it's good for me, but I probably don't like doing it, all right? What about, what about uh, and this one I think everyone will agree, except Mrs. Blake probably, what about um, Brussels sprouts? Nobody likes Brussels sprouts, maybe except Mrs. Blake, but we probably know that they are, they, they are probably good for us. Then I think about so a little bit, I guess, more serious ones. What about humility? Nobody likes humility. No one likes to be humble. We like to build ourselves up. We like to have the preeminence. We like to think about ourselves, but the Bible says humility is actually good for us. Not being judgmental, that's a hard one. No one li we like being judgmental. We like seeing something, making a judgment on it, but it's probably not the best thing always to do that. So having the control over ourselves is something we don't often like, but it is good for us. And then there's one more that I want to venture into this morning a little bit, and that is the idea of pain. Pain is something that nobody likes. Now, we'll make this statement. If I was to ask every, every school, uh, when we have a chapel services here at school, I'll often ask statements like this, who likes pain? And, it, and, and inevitably, there's always one or two children that go, <laughs> who would like their legs broken? 
just to be smart, just to be that sort of person. And now I'm going to say, who, who enjoys pain? And I'm waiting to see if anyone will really go, yeah, me. No one likes pain, but I will go so far as to say that pain is often good for us. And we're going to look at that this morning. The other night, and this is what got me thinking about this, I rolled over in, in my bed and I felt a twinge in my back that instantly made me think, oh, I haven't felt one like this for quite a while. Now, if you know me, I've, I've been up and down with, uh, with back issues for quite a while, but for the last 12 months, pretty much non-stop, I've had constant pain of some sort in my back. And every now and then, it gets very intense. At the moment, um, these last few months has been quite intense. And it woke me up and it caused me to think, well, I just haven't had this for a while. And, 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 and sometimes you think, will it ever go away? Will this pain ever stop? Most people, most of you here this morning would have experienced some sort of pain in some form or fashion. Whether you've had physical pain, I know Reese Barnes has, has had her leg broken. Um, Joe Stanley's had operation on her knee. Can ask you both, when, when those issues arised, did it hurt? Reese, where are you? Are you here? She's out the back. I'm sure if Reese was in here and if I said, did your, did your foot hurt when it broke? I'm sure she'd say, yes, it did. I remember she was in the office. I was in the office when she, when she was there and she had a foot up. And when she got up to go out with mum, she couldn't walk and it was very painful. So we all, want, we all know what it's like to have some physical pain. Maybe you've had some sickness and, and you've had the, had the flu or, or bug and when there's sickness, there's often pain associated with it. What about emotional pain? Each one of us from, at some time have been hurt by someone, been upset about something, um, and, and it's real pain. When someone leaves, when someone dies, that emotional pain is, is real. It's valid. It, it hurts inside. When we have people leave church, it hurts, especially if you're a friend of those people. I've experienced that. When people leave, that emotional pain is there. It hurts. It's something I don't like. What about social pain? Who's ever been embarrassed about something? Every time I open my mouth, pretty much for me. Social pain is something that we don't like. It can hurt. We embarrass ourselves. We might hurt our reputation. Something happens. Um, it can be painful. Don't forget a monetary pain. Who's ever found they, at some stage, it seems like they just didn't have enough money. I'm sure from time to time, when big bills come up, we wish we had more money. Sometimes monetary pain can be, can be painful. And then, and the thing that I want to make some, make some application about this morning is spiritual pain, whereby sometimes we have weakened ourselves in our walk with the Lord and our spiritual outlook is not what it should be. To me, that's spiritual pain. Pain, believe it or not, is something of great benefit to us and one could say it, it is a necessary part of our lives. Um, the title for this morning's message is, is The Necessity of Pain. So if anyone's making a note of that, you can add that. This morning I want to look at some principles that we see within physical pain or maybe some of the other social, um, emotional pain that we can feel and I want to uh, make some applications for us spiritually and for us to learn from. Now, I do want to put a disclaimer in here um, just so it's understood and clear. 
When I talk about the physical pain, I'm not saying that every physical pain is what I'm talking about spiritually. Because inevitably someone will say, oh, Brother Paul said this, Brother Paul said that. And, and I don't want that to, uh, to be the case because I don't want to minimise people's, the reality of their physical pain. Because I know uh, my wife has, uh, for years, is in constant pain all the time. So I'm aware of that. And I don't want to say anything that might seem uncaring or uh, maybe not applicable to you. So with that said, I want to have a look at just five simple things this morning and, and, and then we'll be done. So the first one is pain is often there to tell us that, it, that something is wrong. Now, these aren't rocket science things. These are very obvious things. But I think they, it, it's good to be reminded of these things. Pain is there to tell us something is wrong. And if I was to run through the church and kick my foot or kick my toe on, on the leg of the chair, it's going to hurt. And it's there to tell me, Paul, you've done something stupid. You shouldn't have been running and now and now I'm in pain. If I'm running through the playground or if I'm at school or I'm playing some sort of sport and I trip over and, I, and my knees hit the, hit the court outside at, at some sort of speed and I skid on my knees, eventually I'm going to look down and probably the skin's going to be gone. There might be some blood, there might be some swelling. And it's there to tell me that something is wrong. If you've ever broken your arm, put your hand up if you've ever broken an arm. I broke an arm. I remember um, Jason Gilbert was out here one night at youth and he was playing soccer. We actually had another church, believe it or not. We invited another church to come and play some soccer. And um, one of the youths was a younger guy. Jason was an adult. And he did a slide tackle on Jason and took his legs out from underneath him. And Jason's arm went down to break his fall and he broke his arm right up here. I remember hearing it snap. And he was obviously in, in a lot of pain. Now, can you imagine if, there, if you didn't feel pain? So this is what I'm saying. Pain is there to tell us something wrong. Can you imagine if there was no pain and Jason just got up and his arm was just like... And you go, Jason, what's wrong with your arm? I don't know. It's just flopping around. Pain is there to say there's something wrong. We need to, we need to address that. All right? Pain is a very, very important part in our lives. It is there to tell us something is wrong. It brings to light that which we may not be aware of. Have you ever woken up feeling sick and you've got a pain in the stomach? And it wasn't there when you went to bed. Now, men, don't say it was your wife's cooking from the night before, please. But either you've eaten something or you've gained a bug or something and you've woken up and now you're feeling very sick and your stomach is hurting. It is there to maybe reveal that something is going on inside your body. All right? Pain is a very, very important part. If, if you didn't feel that, then you wouldn't know what is wrong. I want you to think, I want to make some spiritual application with this. I want you to think about the prodigal son. When he left his father's house, he went off and, and lived his life with, with riotous living. And it took some pain in his life when he had spent all his substance. It took some pain in his life for him to come to the realisation that something was wrong. Now, it wasn't a physical pain. It wasn't like he had a broken bone. Or it wasn't like that he'd gained some sort of bug or some sort of virus. But some of those other emotional pains, things that were happening in his life where he just didn't feel good anymore, it sometimes takes some pain for us to realise that something 
is wrong. Pain, discomfort, trials, tribulations, things that God allows in our lives are very, very important for us to realise that there is something wrong. Sometimes we, sometimes we go through life and we don't even realise that they're wrong. I think about um, Daniel Grunwald. Just a little while ago, he had, had been at youth and had done some activities and, and during the week he had a sore leg and he, he assumed it was something that, that he had experienced at youth or at, or at school or, or the things that he was doing and there was some pain and there was some discomfort. And he obviously talked to his parents about it and obviously the pain didn't subside. So they went and sought, sought the doctor and in them investigating and doing some tests, it was revealed that, that it was cancer of the bone. I think it was in his leg. But pain was there to say, Daniel, there's something wrong. Something that needs to be investigated. And sometimes it can be hidden for quite a while before. Now, I'm sure that as, as that cancer was growing, there was a problem, but until the pain came, nothing was realised that it was there. And we can have the same problem in our lives. Sometimes we can be living a life that isn't right before God and we can be thinking that everything is okay, maybe just like the prodigal son, just living my life, doing the things that I want to do, just living, existing, working, going to school, just being a dad, being a mum, being a brother, being a sister, doing those things. And sometimes it can be wrong. Sometimes it, there could be sin in our lives. And sometimes that God may bring some things, some, some sort of discomfort, some sort of pain to reveal the thing that either, we're, either we are ignorant of or the thing that we know is there, but we're just pushing it aside. And sometimes nothing happens until we get to the point where that pain gets too much. Now, for most men, which is, I guess, leading into the next point, most, most Australian men, when we get sick, now, I know the lady's going to say that we get the man flu or the man cold. No, it's not true. Most men, we get sick, we just push it off. We, we just keep going to work. Um, it isn't true that when I get sick, I, I, uh, I, I make a big thing or a big noise about it. That's not true, Mrs. Agrock. When I'm sick, if I throw up, I don't make any noise at all. It's, it's a man thing. We, we can just handle it. We can push through the pain. So we want to think. But it is there to show us that if something is wrong. Sin can be the hidden deceiver of our lives. It works underneath just like, like, Daniel's, like um, Daniel Gronwald's uh, um, bone cancer. Sin can be working away without us realising how bad it's getting until one day it festers in pain and God says, this pain is there because of your sin and you need to do something about it. Pain does remind us, number two, that we need some help. We need to go to the person who, could, who can diagnose what is the cause of the pain. Now, as I mentioned, us men, we don't like to go to the doctor. Men, if you had the choice to go to the doctor, would you do that or would you rather just, just push through? I think the Australian man would rather just push through. We, we don't want to be seen as weak. But sometimes we do need to go to the doctor. We do need to get it right. Um, often wives will say, well, okay, why are, you, why are you moping around the house? 
Why are you groaning all the time? Go and see the doctor. And often we'll go, no, it's fine. I don't need to see the doctor. Just give me a Panadol, it'll be right. And little do we realise that there's a bone sticking out of our leg. That's how tough we are. But pain reminds us that we need some help. We need to get the right diagnosis. Psalm 6 verse 2. We will read a couple of verses through this part. Psalm 6 verse 2. The psalmist calls out to God because he knows he's the one that can help him in, in his problems. Psalm 6 verse 2. The Bible says, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. Heal me. God is the one that can heal us. When we're going through some pain, when there's something in our life that is causing us some discomfort, God is the one that we should go to. I know we like to talk to our friends. Sometimes it's good to talk to a pastor about things, especially if it's of an emotional nature or of a spiritual nature. But if it's a physical thing or if it's something like that, we would often go to the doctor. We're going to find someone who can diagnose what is going wrong. If you've got a pain in the stomach or if, you, or if you've got a pain in your leg, you want to go to the doctor so he can say, let's run some tests because we want to find out what is causing that pain. And when we go to God or when we seek some spiritual advice and counsel, we want that person to be able to tell us or, or examine and maybe investigate what is it that is causing that discomfort in our lives. Sometimes it can be just our, our plain bad decisions. Sometimes it can be uh, external, surf- uh, external circumstances that can be causing the pain. But sometimes we want, we want to go to God and say, God, why is my life so painful at the moment? Why am I going through a whole lot of hurt? Why, why is this thing happening to me? Why can't I just get past this? And we want God to be maybe able to reveal maybe something that might be stopping us from moving forward, to reveal that thing that might be causing us distress and hurt in our lives. We want to be able to have someone who can help treat the problem. If you go to the doctor, doctor, I've got a sore leg or I feel sick in the stomach, and he goes, that's because you've got a bug or that's because you've got a broken leg or or a broken arm. You want him to be able to say, well, this is what we're going to do about it. We're going to put some plaster on. We're going to reset that bone. We're going to give you some medication to help with that sickness or, 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 or something to reduce the fever or something. You want him to do something. That's why you're there. When you go to God, when we call out to God and we say, God, have mercy upon me. God, show me. God, help me. We want God to be able to reveal some things, but then give you some help to overcome those things, to make the changes that are important. And that's what pain does. It reveals and it forces us to somebody who can help. Doesn't the Bible tell us in in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labour and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I think that's what it says. 11 verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labour and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. God can show you how to have rest when there are things that are going on that are causing pain and turmoil in your life. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is there to help you to find rest within your soul. I know when there, when there are times of sin in my life that when I, keep, when I know it's there and I don't do anything about it, it starts to cause turmoil. It starts to cause me unrest 
It's not even, it's not even with that unrest, it starts to affect even my physical life because now I, uh, either it's broken my sleep because, I'm, because either my conscience is working um, and there are so many things that God can do or that, that a body can react with that we need rest from God and we need God to do that. Pain reminds us that we need help. We need someone who can help us learn from this pain. Let's have a look in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So we do want to go to someone who can diagnose the problem. We want to have someone who might be able to help treat the problem. But then we also need someone that can help us learn from this problem. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We start reading in verse 7. Apostle Paul says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Sounds like a bit of pain, a bit of discomfort, something that is troubling Paul greatly. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. It's just continually there. And it was enough that Paul says, uh, sorry, that, that I should be exalted above measure. But it was enough that he goes on in verse 8, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. It was enough for Paul to be able to say, God, I don't want this. This is not good for me. I don't like it. Please take this thing away. Not once, not twice, but three times. And he realised it was there. And Paul kind of learned in verse 7, I guess the reason why it was there, lest I should be exalted above measure. Sometimes our lives can get so maybe successful, our lives can be growing, and sometimes God allows certain things just so that we won't get prideful, just so that we won't exalt ourselves above measure. God is good at, at keeping the equilibrium of things. Now notice in verse 9 what he says, after he asked God to take it away three times, verse 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches, in, in necessities and in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Sometimes we may want the problem just taken away, but in God's treating the problem, he might reveal some things that we can learn from the pain that we are experiencing. God may reveal areas that we didn't know that we are weak in. Paul says that when I am weak, then I'm going to be strong. He knows there's going to be times when he is going to be weak. As I mentioned before, God may need to teach us some humility so we don't get exalted above measure. God may reveal that we need to learn to trust him. Verse 9, it says, my grace is sufficient for you. That's what Paul was told. I know you've got this thing and I've allowed it and you've asked me three times to take it away and I know you're in pain. I know it's causing you some discomfort but God says, even in that, my grace is sufficient enough for you at this time. I'm going to keep it there. You're going to go through some things to learn some things. And sometimes when there is discomfort and pain in our lives, the first thing that we want is, God, please stop this. Please take it away. I don't want to go through this. I don't like the discomfort of my life. I know there are some things that are, we're going through some struggles at the moment and my, and my life 
isn't how I want it to be. God, please take it away. God, please take it away. God, can't you hear me? Please, I don't like this. Now, sometimes God will take it away. Sometimes God will just change what's happening. But sometimes he says, I want you to trust me on this. I can help you through this. I will give you the rest that you need, but it is important for you to go through this. Trust me, my grace will help you through this. So pain reminds us that we need help. We need God's help in these things. Number three, pain can affect more areas than we think. Did you know that when our body hurts, sometimes other parts of our body hurts as well? Now, I'm going to sound like a naive man here, but when my back started to hurt, I remember going to Brother Dan, uh, not, uh, sorry, uh, Brother Matthew, sorry, I'm brother, I'm brother Matt Clifford. He worked on my back for a little bit and I thought the pain I was experiencing was my back. But really what it was, it was the muscles around the back that was inflamed and causing me issues. And I think, um, that's still the case, brother, and that dry needling never happened again, all right? Um, other parts of our body hurt when something else is wrong. So I was experiencing muscle pain around my back, around my legs, and even nerve pain um, down my legs. That's what I was experiencing, but it was caused from the back as well. But it was affecting other parts of our bodies. When we're going through some pain, sometimes there are other parts or other family members, other friends, other church members who suffer along with you. It's very, very important to understand. When it comes to sin, when it comes to areas that are causing distress in our lives, sometimes that sin can affect others as well. When we make decisions that have consequences, sometimes it affects our families. Sometimes it affects our church. Sometimes it affects our livelihood. But others are often impacted on it. If I go off the handle and, and I yell at the kids and, and I speak harshly and I say something that later I will regret, guess what? I've not only hurt myself, but I've hurt others as well. I've hurt my family. I've let them see me in a fit of rage. Um, pain can affect more than just you. It can affect others. Sin can, can cause others to suffer, as I mentioned, because of the consequences of sin. Do you know when we go into sin, when we allow sin to rule in our lives when we, when we don't stop sinning, when, we don't, when God reveals it and we push God's working aside and we continue in that thing, sometimes there are actual consequences for our sin. God allows sometimes sin to play out. Do we believe God, God doesn't want us to sin? Would you agree with that? And God will often reveal, maybe through some pain and discomfort, that there might be some sin in your life. But when we don't go to him, when we don't follow the, uh, the natural sequences of what we would think is normal, when we don't go to God, we keep pushing God's working aside, sometimes God says, okay, you, I'm trying to help you and if you don't want my help, well, let's just kind of see what happens. Let's let this thing play out. So we go off, let's say we've got a gambling habit. No one knows about it and, and God says, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Or we've got a drinking habit and, we, and, we're, and no one knows about it, but, but we're drinking a lot. And God says, I don't want you to do that. It's going to hurt you. 
We go, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Everyone does it. It's fine. My mates do it. Uh, my family don't know about it. That's fine. And finally God says, well, let's, let's see what happens. Let's play that out. And we gamble or we drink and we have an accident in the car or we gamble big and we lose monetarily. It affects others. It can really happen. And God wants us to change, but sometimes God allows the consequences to, to reveal it to us. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes God allowing us to go through the consequences of sin. Because uh, sometimes others suffer because of the decision that sin leads to. I kind of mentioned that before. And because also the turmoil that churns inside of us while we sin. I hate knowing that I'm sinning and not willing to do something about it. Have you ever, have you ever had that? You know you're in sin and you're just not willing to do anything about it. You're not willing to apologise. You're not willing to stop. And what that does is it starts to churn. It starts to cause uh, a turmoil inside. The, knowing that sin is wrong, knowing that God wants me to change and yet I'm not willing to change, and it's like a fighting inside that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And, and when that happens, that can affect our lives to where it affects others as well. So pain is there to tell us that something is wrong. Pain reminds us that we need help. Pain can affect more areas than we think. And then, but pain can bring about some positive change. Pain can bring about some positive change. When we do go to the doctor, and he says, take this prescription. This will help you with that sick feeling. Take this pain medication because you're in pain. Let's wrap this, make sure it stays wrapped or wear that brace on your leg. Joe, you wear a brace on your leg? Yeah? You, you, you have it on there because, it, because that's, what the, that's what the doctor said. It's there to support the area when it's healing. Now, if we go home and we go, what does the doctor think? Don't worry about the medication. Don't worry about the brace. Don't worry about wrapping it up. Then eventually, obviously, nothing's going to get better. We're going to continue to be in pain. But if we listen to what the physician says, positive change can happen. That bone that was broken, if it's put in a cast and we keep it set, it can heal. If we take the medication to help with whatever's, with whatever's causing the stomach to be sick, given the right medication, the right dosage, if we take it as the doctor prescribes, then we're going to heal and get better quicker. But if we don't, then we'll continue being sick. Positive change if we listen to the instructions of the physician. When it comes to our spiritual lives, when God reveals some things that need to change, we need to listen. We need to put in to practice. We need to apply what God has said. If God says, apologise, then we apologise to that person that we have a problem with. If, if, if God says um, not to walk in the flesh, don't walk in the flesh. Make those steps as God reveals it. Take the steps to do what he says and the problems will start to work out and a positive change will happen. I think it's like pain can be a deterrent not to do something again. Who's ever done something and the consequence or the pain has been so great that you think, I'm never going to do that again. That's why sometimes when you tell children not to touch the hot stove and they want to touch it, and you say, don't do it, stop. And eventually they, they touch it, guess what, they get burned. Probably more than likely that they won't do it again. It's a deterrent. 
It's a deterrent. Um, things, can, uh, things can happen, and God sometimes can, uh, can allow that pain to happen to be a deterrent that you don't do it again. Sin, the consequences of sin should be such that it deters us not to do it again. If we have a problem with drinking and we have an accident, it should be a deterrent that makes us think, maybe I shouldn't drink. Last time I did that, I got myself into so much trouble. There are many areas of sin that it should be a deterrent that we shouldn't do those things. Just like children learn from the, from the consequences of their actions, <clears throat> we need to be able to learn from the consequences of, of sin and obviously pain is that for us. And the last one is that pain prepares us to help others. Pain can prepare us to help others who are in pain. Let's have a look in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of, the Lord, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. And there's a reason why he does that, why he helps us. Would you say tribulation could be classed as pain? When we go through tribulation, it's not a pleasant thing. It's painful, whether it's emotional, stressful, whatever it is. Who comforts us. So, so God's now helping. It, it might be my grace is sufficient. So there's comfort there. That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort where we, we ourselves are comforted of God. So I want you to think about this. Something in your life has happened and it's caused you some, some discomfort some pain, and you think, oh, why is this going on? What is happening here? I, I, I don't like this. God, and you go, okay, you take the spiritual angle and it's, God, help me, please get rid of this thing. I don't like it. It's causing me some stress. I, I don't like that, that brother or that sister, how they speak to me and make me feel and, and uh, um, you know, I know my rights and, 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 and I don't like to be, feeling uncomfortable in church and, and when pastor preaches and he, he makes me feel, oh, make him stop. And God says, no, my grace is enough. You need to learn something. And as we go through that process, as God reveals what we need to learn and as we learn it, and if we do learn it, God then says, you know, you're now equipped when you see another brother or another sister hurting or going through what you've gone through I've equipped you now to go and help them. Because guess what? They're now feeling some pain. They're now feeling some discomfort. They're struggling. They're going through some things. And you're now equipped to go and help. You're the right sort of person that can help. Have you ever had an, had an issue and then had someone come and tell you what's wrong and how to fix it and you know they've never gone through it? Do you take their advice? Let's say you're a parent here and, and, and you're having an issue with a child. And some single person comes in and says, well, all you need to do is just give them a good belting and they'll be fine. And you think, you have no idea. How would you know? And we kind of, we, we reject that advice because we don't think that they've gone through it. But if you have a person who's, who's gone through and they've had a child and maybe they've been sick, maybe they've died and they've gone through the pain and the suffering and now you're 
have a sick child and they're about to die and they come in and, and, and they say, listen, let me pray with you. I, I kind of understand what's going on. You're probably going to respect what's happening, respect them more because they've gone through it. And sometimes God allows these things and at the time we hate them, we just wish they would stop and we don't know why I deserve this, why I'm going through this. Sometimes it may not be anything to do with sin. Sometimes God just needs you to go through it because sometime in the future, God's going to say, now you can help that person. Now you can help that person. Pain prepares us to help others. Others will go through the same things that you're going through. Doesn't the Bible say, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 10, where it says, there are no temptation, temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Everyone goes through the things that you go through. Everyone goes through what you go through. So let's go back to Romans 5. I haven't really spent much time there, but I want to finish with this, Romans 5. When I ask you the question, what, what pain are you going through today? What is it in your life that it's causing you some uncomfortableness? That you would, if you had the opportunity, you would say, I want this to stop. I don't like it. Whether it's a physical thing, maybe there's an, an injury. If you could have that just mended instantly, maybe it's a, maybe a sickness. Maybe there's some emotional pain. Maybe there's some social pain. Or whatever it is, It would be good if, if God could help us in this. I understand that God doesn't allow these things to be mean, but rather a way to actually help us. So let's have a look in, in Romans 5. Notice what it says in verse 3. Uh, let's go back to verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I use this verse in the last time I preached about hope. But then notice verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Glory. Hmm, that doesn't sound like God take it away. God stop it, please. But we're going to learn to glory in these things because we know some things. The Bible in these verses tell us some things. Knowing that tribulation or pain, we'll use the word pain here, worketh patience. You're now going to start learning some things. God may want this to happen in your life to teach you some patience. And patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto you. If you're in pain today, whatever it is, God may be allowing that just for you to grow. Just for you to learn some patience. Now, patience is obviously one thing, but as you go through the list of things, there's like there's an end. It's like going from step A to step B to step C to step D. Now, each one of these steps may have their own individual set of pains. We go from one pain and we, we think we've got it sorted out. Okay, that's what I've got to learn. And we, and we move on. And that seems to subside and all of a sudden something else happens. You think, oh no. And if we're smart, we'll just learn to understand, okay, if God's doing this, then I can go to the next step, to the next step, because God wants to help you grow. 
Normally what happens is though, when, when we subsided with one pain, we think, phew, we got through that. And then as God wants to teach us something else, we go, oh no, not again. And we fight, God, take it away. God, take it away. God, take it away. Why do I deserve this? What's going on? And God might be saying, hey, this is just part of the, part of the process. If you can say today, I never really experienced any pain. Man, you're the luckiest person around. I want to be you. But each one of us, if we're honest, there are things in our lives that are painful, not just physically, but can be emotionally, socially, spiritually. And we could say, I wish we... And, and if you're honest, you'd probably say, I wish I didn't have to go through it. But as we read in the Bible, sometimes we do need to go through it to either to reveal some sin or just to grow, just so we can be a blessing to somebody else. God, God just doesn't do it to hate us or to, or to make us suffer just for the sake of suffering, but he has some purposes for it. The hard thing is often we don't know what the purposes are all the time. All we can do is, I guess, rest and trust in those promises that God's grace is sufficient. And that if we glory in tribulations, if we allow God to work in it, we, we reveal in Romans 5 that there's some certain steps that God can help us to grow in, certain areas. And if we can just trust in those things, then mentally we can say, okay, I know it's painful, but I can handle it. I can get through it. I can survive this. It doesn't have to consume me. It doesn't have to make me, my life to be ruined. I can actually get through it. So let's, uh, let's pray and then we'll get Brother Jewel to come up and close. I believe he's, he's finishing this morning. <clears throat> Dear Lord, thank you for opportunity to preach. I pray that I've, I guess, um, given the information and, 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 and delivered it in a way that's easy to understand. I pray that you would use it. And Lord, I don't know what everyone's going through. At the moment, I know in my own life, there's um, various issues of pain. And I pray you just help me to be able to cope and to be able to learn and to be able to trust you in it. And for whatever area everyone is, is going through at the moment, Lord, I pray you'd help them in that as well. Thank you. We love you. And we thank you for being a great God. In Jesus' name, amen.